0: Cast. And we're back, Misora Cast number four. Sammy, here it is. Okay, Sammy, it's for you. We're doing this show special for our friend Sammy. You asked, and here we are. Misora cast number four. I'm Dove Katz, along with the one and only chief head honcho dude, Mr. Ari Katz.
1: How you doing, Dove? I'm doing great.
0: Uh, so uh, let's talk about this week. Topic that uh, I'm sure in your parlor meetings are all over the world, by the way. Um, Do you have any parlor meetings in Vegas yet? Did anyone call you from Las Vegas? Did you have to go there? Or?
1: Not Vegas. I'm kind of hoping for that. But right. California, yeah, California. Where, that's going to be the closest.
0: The closest will be... Maybe, maybe there's some people in, you know, uh, I don't know, in Paris who want... Uh, uh, a Masora, you know, parlor meeting Maybe Yushalayim. You should. Oh, you did one in Yushalayim, didn't Yushala-
1: you? Yeah, Israel, we have tons al- in almost every city But we, we have kids from France You do have kids from France Better believe wow. it, for many years
0: how about, how about the Caribbean? Any kids from the Caribbean? or no? <laughs> Not that I know <laughs> All right, so are, are you looking for a vacation I, trip I to Aviv? I am Tagalog? looking for a vacation I don't know, maybe uh, you need me to come I'll record a show, you know, it'll be fun um, So uh, h- here's a question that, that often comes up At these parlor meetings, so, so I'm told so there's a local day camp that I could spend, uh, you know, 25 cents a month on and send my kid to. Uh, or my aunt has a beach house uh, in, uh, you know, the Hamptons. And the family goes and spends the summer there and the kid's play in the sand. Or my kid just stays home, plays Xbox Call of Duty a whole summer. So why should I send my son or daughter to Camp Massore? What are they going to gain? From being, uh, you know, up in, uh, what's the name of the town again? I'm blanking on Guilford, it. Guilford, New York? I was going to say Otisville, but that's that's a different place in upstate New York. Yeah. <laughs> Gil- not, that's not the camp. In Guilford, New York. I my coffee didn't kick in yet. I'm sorry. But as the show will go on, you'll see I'll start talking faster. Keep so sipping. Why, why should I send my kid up to Guilford, New York? when we could go play on the beach, he could uh, play, play video games, or he could make real nice, uh, you know, paper mache uh, uh, um, uh, balloon animals. I don't know. What, what is my son gaining or daughter gaining from Camp Massaro besides all the great programming and all that fun stuff that we've talked about in uh, the past few shows?
1: I'm going to answer that question, but I have something to share first. If your child is opting to stay home, there should be only one reason. And that's to take guitar lessons throughout the summer with Dove Cats because that, would, to me, would be the greatest reason to stay home. Now, by the way, I I, I do have to share one story. Okay, I,
0: but what if, what if your son had played basketball many years ago and his fingers no longer work because when he when he they healed they 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 uh, didn't heal correctly? What what about that? Yeah,
1: so that that was a story that I was referring to. Now I had the greatest guitar lessons. Here I am. I play keyboard. I have all the chords. I'm ready to take lessons with Dove I'm so excited, and it's going well. And then we ran into one problem. My fingers just couldn't stay on They the, don't work. They don't stay on the, on the strings, how so many, we had to call it quits. How many quit. fingers
0: did you break as a child?
1: I think I broke almost every finger, probably about five, six times. Now,
0: were these basketball injuries all basketball. or brother injuries? Which ones? Or both? Very
1: few brother, but um, oh, wow. it was all basketball. Uh, we lived on the courts. By the way, there, I don't... I don't even remember playing hockey as a kid. It was all basketball. But every other day, I had a broken finger, a broken leg. Well, broken. well,
0: we we grew up in the day of uh, Milek street hockey. Remember the cool sticks with the orange blade? Those were cool. <laughs> ones? And you had to like hold it on the hot water for a half hour so you could bend it. Because otherwise, you were like playing. Remember, it was like this thick piece of plastic, and it was straight as a board. And you couldn't you couldn't like take an angle shot or anything because it was so hard. And you had to like hold it on the hot water for a half hour so that you could bend it a little bit. Could you imagine any of our kids even using those kind of hockey sticks it, it today? Costs for sure. they, they need carbon fiber, of course. <laughs> they need they need the latest uh, ice hockey equipment to play in the street. I mean, we we had and everything was held together, of course, by duct tape because the the blades on the hockey on the hockey sticks would go flying off remember that it had that one little screw that that held it on and once that screw was gone because by the the first face-off the screw was gone then you had to duct tape this the blade onto the stick and it was—it was, also they were so heavy. Remember how heavy those were? They were. Now, now these kids have these carbon fi- even mini hockey sticks. Oh yeah. I saw the carbon fiber mini hockey sticks, which cost like ninety dollars for mini hockey, so they can play on their knees and ruin their Shabbos pants, of course. But I—I I, I don't, for the life of me, know what these kids would have done. In the, you know, what, goalie goalie gloves. Who had goalie gloves? You had your baseball mitt and maybe you were lucky and you had someone's righty hockey ice hockey glove that you used as a, as a blocker now they have the the waffle board and the and the, and the goalie mitt and the and the che- of course you had your uh, your catcher's chest protector oh, of that's course. what you wore you didn't you didn't actually have real hockey chest protector you had the catcher's chest protector
1: Wait, and by the way you know how the people got those chest protectors because those kids who played little league whose whose parents coached we would borrow it from them right, during, for this during season, the season for, for, for hockey. <laughs>
0: for hockey, because because it was stuck in the, in the and it was covered in filthy and dirt, of course. And and of course, remember the masks that we had, which were you couldn't see out of them, of course, because they were like they were like the Jason from uh, Friday the Thirteenth masks with these tiny tiny little eye holes, and you couldn't see on them. And everyone, of course, painted them because that, that was cool. Like the uh, the goalies of the day, you had to like, every time you got hit in the face, you had to like pretend you had a scar on it. Do you remember this?
1: Uh, totally, but I remember the Milak stick I- in particular though. I don't know how you you bent your stick. I, I would just step on it with my foot and just curve it in. Wasn't yeah, I would break it. <laughs>
0: I would break it if I stepped on it with my stick. I also I had the I had the goal I was a goalie back in the day. Actually oh, very I was a very good goalie back really? in the day. Really? When I was eleven years old, I was the goalie on the staff hockey team. That's how good I was. I was a very, very good goalie. Um, but I had the Mile goalie stick which weighed like eight hundred pounds. It was so heavy. <laughs> because it was this giant piece of plastic Ste- connected Steph uh, Nightlees Steph not na- Steph na- uh yeah, yeah um, although I'm at the point in my life where if I look at something athletic, I pull something. So if I look at somebody else playing basketball, my hamstrings hurt. But goalie, just just stand there. uh, Hopefully uh, you'll block uh, the shot. We'll see. We'll But uh, but only if you use
1: the equipment from...
0: uh, I have to use the old school equipment. Old school equipment, yeah. I I, I actually went looking for it at my mother's house. We couldn't find it. I think that's a good thing. Um, Okay, so let's get back to our question that we started with like 10 minutes ago, which was... Why are we sending kids to Camp Missora? What is a kid going to gain from Camp Missora besides all those fun activities and awesome food and, and paragliding, sailing zip-whatevering and all that cool
1: stuff? What are they going to gain? You know, recently I spoke uh, in my uh, daughter's class in y They had something, and, and I really thought it was creative, and I really thanked the teacher for it because it was a brilliant move to create this kind of program. It was called Career Deck. And during career day, they invited different parents to come and speak um, to the class about their jobs and and what they do. And and it kind of hit me in the middle while I was speaking to the kids that these kids really don't understand what it means to have a job in the future. For instance, let's take it on a simplistic level. I I said to them, when when you mention the word doctor, what comes to mind? What do they do? So most of the kids said, you know, they heal people. They're... They're in the
0: emergency rooms,
1: pediatricians, and, you know, have to order supplies. And those are all
0: the common answers. Or they help my daddy after he tried going on my hoverboard and hurt his ankle, right? Which is pretty much what happens when daddy goes on the hoverboard. Okay, yeah. Continue. Did you you try that? No, I am not going near those things. It happened to me. Our our friend, the local orthopedist, is apparently loving those things because uh, (laughs) he's been very busy since they came out. Okay, keep going. Yeah. So, um,
1: you know, the basic answer that I was looking for aside from all that, is that there's a a business angle to being a doctor also. There's paying the bills, there's making sure that there's sufficient funds, and there's so many things that are going on in these, during, um, you know, in these jobs that that kids don't really have an idea of what's going on. And then it hit me in the middle that um, there's a very crucial piece that children need to learn, and that is when they're getting to their job in the future, They need to learn how to interact with people and problem solve with with people. And we don't even take that into account. That's a a whole classroom experience. Those are elementary, high school, college experiences that over 15, 20 years, you need those experiences to to gain so that you can achieve that in the future. And to me, I think there's one unbelievable topic that really addresses that, and that's resilience. Um, the topic of resilience, and if you look in Webster's dictionary,
0: and I, I uh, what, what what's that? Isn't that? Then you just type into Google "resilience," and you get the what's Webster's dictionary?
1: Oh, that's true. But it's funny because when I did Google it, Webster's <laughs> dictionary <Webster's> it <Dictionary. laughs> <laughs> came up.
0: So they they wrote
1: that resilience is the ability to become strong, healthy, or successful again after something bad happens. And that's a very interesting piece to to talk about. I recently sat on a plane with someone famous. This was this is a really cool story. I,
0: I don't even want to know who
1: it is. <laughs> well, I, I mean, famous is is, is all relative. But, was, uh, was, uh, it Mike, was it Michael Pelico? Was it was not Michael Pelico. He, he's famous in his own very ways for the here. dining room. Yeah. Um, I sat next to this person named Carrie Wilk- Wilkerson, who's on Fox News. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Carrie Wilkerson. Yeah. 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 You famous. see that? Yeah. So um, I started following her on Facebook, Twitter, and she has some of the most amazing quotes. So she put one up on Instagram the other day, and I encourage you to uh, to follow her. She puts one up from Sylvester Stallone in Rocky.
0: Listen to this quote. It was like, yo, Adrian, or something like that, or no? Yeah,
1: now if you're looking at it, you're definitely hearing okay. him talk, okay? okay? He writes, life's not about how hard of a hit you could give. It's about how many you can take and still keep moving forward. Mm. That, that's got to that's, be that's a awesome life lesson. Quote.
0: That's a life lesson.
1: So to me, in a nutshell, to answer your question, Kids do not get that experience by staying home and, um, you know, being home all evening and playing their Xbox. They need to get away, and they need to
0: get away from society. So they need to get away from their parents, you're saying, and their siblings in their comfort zone, where, hey, mom, can you get me a cup of water? Mom, I need a tissue. Mom, he hit me. And they need to learn to deal on their own, is what you're saying. Exactly. Meaning, meaning if something comes up or if there's a situation or if uh, things are not going perfectly or if, uh, you know what, there's a, there's a kid who who's, who's doing something they don't like or there's a situation where they didn't win or there's a situation which normally they would have run to mommy but mommy or daddy are not there because they're in camp and mommy and daddy are at home in Paris, right? So how... Does being in camp help that kid? Because now what? Now what happens?
1: Parents are sending their children to a place that they trust. And again, we talk about this all the time. You have to do you have to do your research in, in every single camp, every institution that you, you send your child to, and you have to know that they're safe, that you trust them, and um, that things will go right uh, for the most part. But things in every single scenario in life are going to go wrong you, life will be too easy if everything goes right so what we need to do we have to assume and let's picture that first day that fifth grader getting off the bus who a doesn't get the bed that they want then goes to lunch and realizes hey you know what even though the food's so awesome I want my mom makes me mac and cheese every day. I want mac and, and cheese. She
0: puts three different kinds of cheeses in it, not just one. Right? Correct. Okay. I know. I, I, I know uh, Mayor Meisner puts in two different kinds of cheese. That's right. But my mom puts in three, so it's not good enough for me. Okay. Correct. Yeah.
1: Then they go to the sports field, and they they may be um, chosen on a team that they didn't want to be on. Um, four, uh, they um, they don't want to go to sleep at eleven o'clock. They want to go to sleep at nine o'clock. So these are all things and experiences that children have to learn. And that's not a bad thing that they need to call home and to figure out. We, you, we, we hire in camp division heads, camp mothers, head counselors, counselors, that we all role play this with before that understand that there needs to be conflict resolution. That every child, if, when having 700 kids, there are going to be kids who have different likes and different dislikes. But I want that kid to go over to the division head. To that counselor, to that camper, want that bed, want want a particular item, and fend
0: for themselves. That's funny. I was thinking about the other day. Like, I'm sure people say to you, "Oh, and you know, what do you do all year? You just yeah, you go, you have camp, yeah, well, Once you figure out who's in what punk, that's it. But I, I know you're on the phone the entire summer, and your senior staff, and you, everybody's on the phone. Getting calls about various things, and oh, uh, you know, my son. This I heard. My son wrote me an email. My son. Da-da-da-da-da. Well, can they write emails? No, they can't write emails. Can't they can write. read emails, they right? Really they can read emails. Or my son figured out how to climb up into the top of some place and using something figured out how to get a message to me. I mean, there's there's constant communication from parents to the camp. It's not just okay, your kid's off in the camp, and we're gonna figure it out but constant communication in terms of issues that come up or things that need to get resolved or, you know, after visiting day, a parent will call you and say, hey, my kid really uh, is loving camp, but da 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 happened, da-da-da. And, and do you find that nowadays the problems that you as a camp director are faced with solving are on a much more uh, microscopic level than they used to be? I mean, you know, when we went to camp, the parents dropped you off at the bus, okay, see a visiting day, and then that's it, finish, shine. Now, do you feel that parents are much more, I mean, I think we'll be on, we're up to drone parents already. It's not even, uh, not even helicopter parenting anymore. But do you think that the problems that parents are involved with, worried about from what bed the kid sleeps on to how their cubby looks to he had to play right field three games in a row and he wants to play center field? Do you feel that there's, there's much more of that?
1: Oh, I think you hit it totally on the money right there. Look, let's put it this way. You know, I give every parent my cell phone. They could call me, they could text me. I'm not one of these administrators that are sitting in the office all day. I'm out there on on the fields. The office transfers the phone calls to my cell phones all the time. Everyone has access to me and I could get every parent information that they need. On top of that, they have every division head cell number and every head counselor number. Communication's there. But what when parents ask their child to sneak a a phone call or try to be in touch with them, they're doing their child the biggest disservice by not letting them problem solve because they hear one little piece of the story. Instead of letting their children get on the bus and say, Chaim, Sarah, I want you to go there, and things aren't going to be perfect. Most things in camp you will love. And and I want to preface by saying... (laughs) Camp is awesome. Don't get me wrong. There's thousands of the greatest things, but we're focusing on this adjustment period or things sometimes that don't go right. But those parents need to say to their children, everything in camp is not going to be perfect. And unless, God forbid, there's something, a real emergency, which, you know, you have to get to me and speak to, to us, I want you to problem solve and figure it out because that's life. That is life. You mean when you
0: get to your job later, when you're, you know, when you're 24 years old and you graduated from your masters in Harvard? You mean when you get to your job, you can't pick who you sit next to in the office? Nah. No, I, I, and I sometimes they might have you making photocopies all day instead of, uh, you know, selling uh, selling stocks or something like that. Uh, selling I, stocks? Wow, that's a that's like 1983. My goodness. <laughs> Whatever. But basically, what we're saying is that Camp Massora. Um, and, and the sleepaway camp experience is really about kids growing up, not being able to run to mommy or daddy or, or not being able to hide in their room and not deal with a problem, but basically learn to troubleshoot, learn to grow up basically, um, in a fun, safe environment. And the most important lesson they can come out with from the summer is, Hey, life is not perfect. Things happen. You know, it's. It's very interesting. I, I often, when I, when I do a Simcha, I always warn the Bali Simcha beforehand. I'm, saying, I'm telling you, things will go wrong. It happens. Somebody, somebody gets stuck in traffic. Somebody's shoe hurts them. Somebody spills wine on their nice shirt. It, things happen in life. And if you're going to go into it with the, uh, you know, it's got to be perfect, that you're going to make yourself miserable. And just roll with the punches and let it go and resolve things that come up as they come up, if they can be resolved. And, it, I mean, it's a, it's a life lesson. And I think that, that going away to sleepaway camp is a great way for kids to really uh, learn how to do that.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that also. The other day, uh, there were two parents talking, one of them being my sister-in-law, Mickey Katz. And she, she really had a great line. Because one parent was talking about um, how they look through and they analyze the pictures. And I guess we're guilty. We put up a 1,000 pictures yeah, a every day.
0: Parent, every parent analyzes it. Oh, he's, he's wearing the same pants as yesterday. Correct. And why is he playing basketball in his slides? Well, why, we, I have him $3,000 basketball shoes. At
1: this fans. one, um, they, they have a Band-Aid on their finger. What happened? What let, happened? Me call, let me call the infirmary. Let me, <laughs> so my sister-in-law said, you know what? Let, let them wear the clothing Three days in a row Let them realize That that they'll smell That they're And they have to figure it out Get their clothes clean And, and by the way it do, That really doesn't happen Because the camp mothers Are, are so on, on top of the kids by us But They it, p- figuring out what the camp mothers, what the division is, that whole cleanliness yeah. kind of thing. You don't have to hold it against any institution. This is; These are the things that call the camp and say, you know what, I, I have a feeling that my son may not be doing X, Y, and Z, so could you work with him? And I think that's the greatest lesson we could teach our kids. Not yeah. to say, okay, we're going to switch out of the camp, we're going to switch out of the school because I saw th- him I wearing- saw him
0: playing basketball in his pajamas exactly. three days in a row. I saw the picture. Well, it's funny, you know, when, when we went to camp, before visiting The camp mother used to come around with goop. Do you know what goop is? No clue. Goop is industrial hand cleaner that is used by mechanics to get grease off their hand. And she used to come around and put. Go- they're talking like, a, you know, 30 years ago. She used to put goop behind kids' like ears and in their necks because they were filthy, filthy still. And That's what they had to use was you know oil remover, grease remover to get kids clean before visiting day. Now, now you have the opportunity. You see your kid every five minutes in a video in a this and a that. I'm sure you get. I'm sure. You, do you get calls from parents? Like, I saw this week's video. I didn't see. I only saw one picture of my kid. All the time. All the time. I can can only imagine the phone calls you get.
1: Try to fit 700 kids into one uh,
0: three-minute video uh, a week. It's not like a bar mitzvah montage where you have 12 minutes. you got three minutes to get everybody in.
1: But let me ask you a question. Were were you happy as a kid going to camp and being like that? I
0: loved it. I loved it. And it was like, in my bunk, it was like a badge of honor if you had to get gooped. Because that meant you, what, you, you were active You were running around Oh you're filthy Get gooped And was, look at the look at those kids Who What
1: they amounted to today And what they've achieved That's right And, and the confidence We and all, all that. We all had
0: to Resolve our own problems And figure it out And sometimes You were in a bunk In a bed Or a bunk Or a sport that You know You didn't like and sometimes you, you were in a learning group That you didn't like And sometimes, uh, you know, this kid called you a name And sometimes, hey, the dining room Didn't have a, a vegan, gluten-free Sugar-free, uh, you know, option And you ate what you ate And back in the day Well, everyone wasn't allergic at the time I, I guess was the difference Yeah, maybe not the best maybe example not the, Maybe not that best example But, uh, you know, we figured it out You know, if you didn't like what was for supper Okay, so you had two nutty buddies for lunch And that was it, you know And I would
1: imagine that probably 50, 60 60% of the day back then didn't go as perfectly. Here you're probably talking about 95% of your summer, 98% of your summer is so perfect, but that one little incident that that you had with your friend, boom, and it's over. And this is, it happens in school all the time. Of course, It is a daily occurrence. But flipping now to the other side, which I think is extremely important, is getting to that stage of allowing kids to problem solve and talk to their teachers to their camp directors, to their division heads, to their teachers, whoever it might be. I think it's very important though that those administrators really listen to the kids so that they feel that they're that they could work on and problem solve together. Because if they're not listening and they're not helping or say, come back to me in an hour, come back to me in five hours, come back to me in three days, then this whole concept
0: it doesn't work. Do you as camp director actually meet and talk to, you know, the the eight year old in bunk whatever? Does he come and talk to Ari Katz camp director ever about a problem at a certain point or even earlier in the in, in the chain?
1: we even do house calls during the year where um, are you on their HMO plan though? <laughs> <laughs> nah it doesn't out go of that network? far. Okay, yeah. Um Kids kids are, are starting camp for the first time or have a particular issue in school that they want to discuss and see how it will play out in the summer. And even throughout the summer, uh, we, we meet with the kids, we meet with the division heads, we meet the head counselors. Kids stop us on the road all the time and I love when the kids stop us on the road because if they feel confident to come talk to us, I'm going to take whatever it is that time right then and there to deal with any particular issue. or just it doesn't even have to be an issue. There are kids who just wanna play basketball or tennis or or, uh, have fun. Or get a ride in your golf cart. Get a ride in my golf cart. Wait, time
0: out, so you mean the reason you built the new access road is not for you to go to be able to get from one end of camp to the other without being stopped by a kid?
1: Now I could get there in about 30 seconds. 30 seconds.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> so, Listen, so you get
1: hungry. You get, that's, right, dinner, that's right. You know, bar, now you, big barbecue. You have, now you you know?
0: have half, half the distance to go, right? That's with right. The, with the gigantic new dining room, which apparently, uh, in my understanding of photography, the pictures do not do it justice. Not, uh, not This thing any. is gigantic. Gigantic. And uh, just all I could say is, folks, wait till you actually get into this thing. That's all I could say. It is huge. Absolutely huge, and um, uh, it's going to be full of uh, lots of campers and lots of amazing, good food all at the same time. Right? We're in
1: the designing stages right now with um, with the architects and a new company that's helping us out, and there's going to be some interesting programs that are also going to take place in there because it's just such a, a beautiful uh, building. Have, we may do a concert uh,
0: we might do a concert this is something we, uh, we have discussed uh, in the initial design stages was about hey let, let's make it into a concert space and I think I think french fries at every meal is, is a given yeah. it's a given that's like come on it's important oh, but it's like and salad also, we'll also sal- salad. salad and french fries so a yeah. vegan option for yeah. people right um, wow. Okay. So, uh, to and Dove, s- when
1: you come, I'm gonna make sure you get the
0: seat overlooking that lake. Oh, oh uh, very. Although very, the entire
1: camp gets to see, but I'm gonna give you prime, prime location. Prime,
0: prime location. That's gonna be awesome. It's uh, I get to get to sit at the head table. Ooh. Um Although, frankly, in my experience, every time I've been there, there's been a kid meeting or talking to you uh, throughout every single time. There's been some sort of Ari Cats meeting going on during lunch while while you're trying to eat or
1: whatever. But yeah. no, I mean uh, the, it's the a great time to catch up with exactly. kids.
0: It's like the kids the kids feel comfortable enough to come and say, "Hey Ari, how you doing? Da, 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 da. My bunk won this, or this kid uh, did this, or whatever." and uh, is, it's, it's really it's, it's nice to see that kids feel comfortable enough to come to through, I, I don't know when I was a kid I wouldn't go talk to the camp director um, but uh, it's, it's nice to see that kids feel comfortable enough to, uh, to be able to share that, uh, that time with you.
1: The greatest time by the way during the day, we, we have different bunks every night by my place, uh, barbecuing outside and I'm hanging out. I'm very
0: sorry that they make you do that it's yeah, such a shame. It is. it is very very sorry, I, I hope you're, you're grilling only like uh, I don't know, turkey, turkey yeah. That's it. Turkey burgers. Although yeah. oh, no, you can make a good turkey burger. If you do it right, you don't uh-huh. fry it out too much.
1: Joseph makes a good turkey burger. Joseph. ooh, Joseph yeah. Stansky, we'll, we'll, the turkey
0: burger meister. I like it. But I was thinking a good couple burgers. I'm so sure. I'm so sure you can put some pastrami in the turkey yeah. burger. It's like, yeah. That's right. All right. Masorakist number four coming to a close. Again, today's topic, Resilience and Milak Hockey Sticks. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed uh, our Massara Cast number four. We had a, a great uh, it Masora Instagram uh, day. That was unbelievable with those big Instagram frame thingamabobs oh, going yeah. all over. It was it was like uh, it was uh, the the invasion of D Day with figuring out how to get it from Mayanote to TABC back to Mayanote and then to the Masora office and out to the island. I mean, it, it, don't forget it, Florida and it meant across the Florida country also. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there was some uh, There are going to be a few thousand posts on that Some TSA uh, people at the airport Why do you have a giant frame With nothing in it that you're taking in your luggage But wow So uh, maybe we could see about getting one to to Israel See about getting an Instagram thing That would be very hard we uh, we tried that. We got them to
1: across the country. We're going to get Israel Getting next it time. Getting to Israel,
0: you'll probably have to like fold it up into like something. No, else. we
1: just send it to the Staples or whatever it is. Nearby. And they, uh, yeah, you know, they Staples. Yeah, what they,
0: do they have Staples in Israel? They yeah,
1: have something like it. I think they do actually in one of the malls I saw.
0: Do you know that the only country in the world that Starbucks failed to do well in is israel is that right yeah
1: because the coffee the there's better yeah it's, better. They don't it's need so Starbucks. cheap you know all these new deals that they have like three shek for a cup of coffee and a sandwich or wow it's like these ridiculous prices well, how,
0: about, how about for a shawarma how about what are the prices for a shawarma nah, I, I don't know i'm willing to pay a lot for that <laughs> is, is massive burger still around that's all i want to know i heard it is but you have to like it's not where it used to be i think it is it is it's a burger man oh you know what makes that that shawarma the best cigarette ashes that make, the, <laughs> that make their way into the Ashtanora. Uh, that's that's what flavoring. makes it. The extra flavoring is like, oh, you can't get that anywhere.
1: By the way, also, I just want to thank everyone coming out the other night. The oh, Dougies. The, the, the
0: Dougie's uh, Missouri night. Yeah. How many people came? It was like, like 3,000, right? We,
1: we couldn't even fit in the room. It, it was a great night. New campers, old campers, all of our staff. Um, Ellie White-Katz made a presentation. Deputy Mayor made cool. a presentation to... Uh, the Missouri Yachad Partnership honoring Hani Rubin, one of our uh, Yachad participants, and it was a beautiful evening.
0: How, how many poppers did they go through? Individual pieces. Pro- a lot, probably. Ooh, they, they kept coming out. I wow. don't know. That was like a kid's dream. It's <laughs> like endless poppers. By yeah. the
1: way, you know how like all the radio stations say, you know, broadcasting live? Do we say, like, broadcasting live from the L.E.Y. Cats? Uh, from,
0: I would say from Restaurant Row in New Jersey. Have you tried this new place? It uh, looks pretty good. This uh, salsa mitsuyan. Oh, it's open right? I, I don't know. Is it? It's funny. You want to laugh? So I met. No, it's not open yet, actually. I've just looked out the window. I met I met that guy, um, the one Tabi guy, the guy from L.A. You know about this? Mexico-sher? No. You know, so he's the guy who won Top Chef. Yeah, sure. Of course. So of course. I, I, was, I was doing a, a Hanukkah telethon, and there's this guy. I'm like, wait a minute. You look familiar. And I, I started talking to him, and it turns out it's him. And I was like, oh, please come to TNAC. And I was like, wait a minute, we actually just have a restaurant like yours in Teaneck already. Um, but, you know, he told me that in L.A., no one says anything to him. No one recognizes him, nothing. But in New York, people come up to him all the time. He just did He just did a pop-up in uh, Midtown, I think. Um, they served, like, you know, 15,000 people in, like, 20 minutes or something crazy like that. But uh, we are on uh, Restaurant Row here in Teaneck. I think we have more restaurants per capita. The, and in terms of the population and the number, of, well, people come from all over the place. to oh come yeah. here. Um, exactly. uh, it's kind of like it's gonna, what Guilford, New York, is going to be in a couple of years when when yeah, we right. you know, when we open up the 37 restaurants. Right. So you're going to open up the show, by the way. Uh, next yes. time though no, Yeah. No Live problem. On we'll on do resume. it. We'll do it. Okay. We'll go open up the show. All right. That's enough for us. So, wow. This is the longest podcast yet, and we talked <laughs> about a lot of different stuff. All right. It is Cast number four. I'm Dove Katz, He's Ari Cats, and we'll. S- See you next time. Thanks everyone. The show opens on divine. You can do when it's dancing time. Comes, comes. Let me make